This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a super special episode of the Stacey West podcast. It's so special we're not even going to give it a number. It's the final episode of 2023 and we have saved the very best until last. We are joined by none other than Harvey Jabara. How are you doing, Harvey? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? I'm very well, thank you. I ought to introduce our other um, voice and that's Charlie Beeston. You are right, Charlie? I'm very well, thank you, yeah. Lovely. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Right, so let's drop straight into it, shall we? Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, so how's your time back in the UK uh, been, Harvey? You've had a nice Christmas? It's a wonderful Christmas. Uh, we love being in the UK. This is uh, third straight year to celebrate Christmas and New Year's uh, in the UK. It's become an annual event for our family. Our two sons joined us here, Jackson and Jensen. Uh, Flew in from uh, San Diego and Milan, respectively, uh, and so uh, we have boys uh, far apart from each other. So to be able to come together here uh, is is very special. So great Christmas uh, in London, and been a spectacular week here in Lincoln. Always busy in Lincoln, uh, but uh, it's just great. So always great to be back. I mean, San Diego and Milan, that's a, that's a bit of a, uh, an upgrade, obviously, coming to Lincoln now. Um, but well, we have two hardworking boys. Uh, <laughs> one in first job out of college, and uh, he's in the baseball business and uh, is part of a, a company that uh, is, uh, has asked him to develop fielding gloves for baseball, uh, which he is just, that's right up his alley. He's just uh, doing great, in our, and our youngest son is doing postgraduate studies in Milan. So oh, wow. it's, it's good. That's really We're good. We're proud of our boys. <laughs> so, Harvey, oh, the transfer window is obviously uh, coming up. Yeah. In the summer, there was a clear focus on bringing in some of our own assets rather than kind of loan players. Yeah. Is that something the board remains committed to in the upcoming window? You know, we look at every window as an opportunity to try and improve. Uh, each window is different. Uh, summer window is a much 
different uh, opportunity for us than maybe the January window is. The opportunity is, I think, in terms of players that are available uh, and the ability to acquire them in in uh, in January is just different than the summer. As we approach the summer, we were really saying, "Hey, let's let's look long term for this club. We've we've maximized loans, but." You know, let's take an opportunity in an in in a in a well thought out, efficient, cost effective approach to building assets within our club. That was a little easier in the summer. That's that's a little different in in the January window. And uh, but having said that. Uh, we are always looking for the opportunity to improve. And we would look at this January window like we do everyone. We look at any player available, any player that fits what we're trying to do. Uh, both, you know, look, we want to maintain a long-term uh, approach to Lincoln City Football Club. We never want to overstep for the for the purpose of a short-term uh, you know, situation that may not really fit our our approach from a club point of view, from a football point of view, from a financial point of view. But of course, Jez, his team, always out there, always working, always looking for those opportunities. Plus, you know, let's not forget that uh, we we have some missing pieces uh, that will be coming back to us. We're anxious for Ben to get back to us. We're anxious for Rico. Look look at the way Rico was playing at the moment he had an unfortunate injury. I mean, Rico was having such an impact on every game that uh, just having him back. Uh, I've also had the pleasure, it was fun during the recruiting process, of watching so many of Jack Moylan's games at Shelbourne. I mean, I, it became a Friday. Everybody here jokes laughs every Friday. The Shelbourne games were always on Friday at mm-hmm. noon for me in, in Arizona. And as we were going through the recruiting process, and then even after he signed, I was still watching Shelbourne games every Friday. And so uh, I feel like uh, I've, I feel like I uh, know Jack very well. And I'll tell you, I, I, Jack has a neat opportunity to have an impact on this club. So a combination of let's see what's out there, of course, make a move that we think is good for both the short and long-term perspective, but yet let's get our own guys back on the, on the pitch. Yeah, I think you speak for every single fan. <laughs> and it's interesting. I mean, I know this isn't on the question sheet, but you pick up on Rico. Um, but I think when you look at the summer recruitment, actually with Rico, I can, yeah. we haven't seen entirely. Look at Ethan right. Hamilton, who's probably one of our strongest players oh as well. I mean, yeah. and going back then a year with Ethan Aran. So we've got some real assets at the football club now. Well, all credit to Jez and the entire team. They, There is no place they are not looking uh, and I believe that Lincoln City has done an incredible job for a number of years, uh, but especially recently to say, you know what, we are 
the place where you can develop your game. And you know what? And if that means they develop while they're here and we win games and they move on to that next level, we need to be proud of that. We need to take pride in that. And we need to say, you know what? That's, that's part of what we do. Sure, we want to hang on to everybody. But those who succeed, you know what? It's, it's time to move on. And that's why we're always looking on the other end of the pipeline and bringing in new players. So I, I just really feel like win and develop is, you know, you hear us saying that a lot. That's what we do. And that's what we are trying to emphasize here. And uh, I just, I just really am so proud of the job that our recruitment staff is doing. They, and, and look, I think we're, we have and continue to develop a good reputation in the football world for developing players. Wonderful, thank you. Well, look, it's been more than two years now since your investment, initial investment in the club, since you initially got involved, um, and obviously with, with more significantly more commitment in that time as well. Would you say you're happy with how things have gone during that tenure? And is there anything that you might have done differently with the benefit of hindsight? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, it's first of all, it's been more than we could have ever dreamed. We looked for a long time to find the right club. Landon and I were looking for multiple years. As they say, you, you know it when it comes along. And when Lincoln City came along, we knew it. And so, you know, we've gone through this process with our eyes wide open. We're learning a lot about football. Uh, we did well, Landon certainly had the knowledge. I didn't have the knowledge of, of the sport, both on the, on the football side and the business side. So thanks to Clive and Liam and the team here, I'm, I'm, I've had a two and a half year crash course in, in, uh, in football, especially English football. Uh, it has moved quicker than we could have ever dreamed. It really, from just the perspective of sitting back and saying, do you love being a part of football, English football and Lincoln City? Literally, we, we say it all the time in our family, we could not have dreamed for it to be a better situation. When you are 5,000 miles away, you have to trust the people you're working with. And uh, I go to bed every night very comfortable that this club is in good hands, that it's all being done in the appropriate fashion. And I just, my family is so locked in to Lincoln City that uh, we are, you know, over my 34 year business career, you know, nobody, as we say in baseball, nobody bats a thousand. You don't, you don't get a hit every time you go up to bat. I'd like to think we had more hits than misses, but definitely Lincoln City was a hit for us. And so as you look at, you know, we've had an opportunity to experience it all, almost all quickly. So you know, we weren't in this for 10 minutes and we were playing in, in the uh, promotion final game at Wembley. Couldn't be here, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, we were we were right there, and when you're up one nil after two minutes, 
you start dreaming even more. Uh, but uh, I'm learning about uh, I'm learning about the uh, the pluses and the curses of scoring quickly. Uh, you know, it's just sometimes I, I cringe when we score quickly. Uh, but uh, and then the next year, as I've stated in in past interviews, you know, we had a few weeks there where you wake up and you're in 21st place and life starts getting real uh, when you're in 21st and you start thinking about a lot of things. Luckily, we we worked through that window in January where that, you know, back to your earlier question, that's a moment where you said, okay, here's the specific purpose of that window and it worked and we were able to stay in League One. Uh, and then, you know, here we are, ninth place, feeling awfully good about what we're doing, but yet I don't, you know, when you think about who has not been out on the pitch for a number of weeks now, months in some cases, uh, you know, I don't think we've, I don't think we've had our best days out there yet. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to get through this, you know, into the new year and see where it takes us. But uh, would we have done anything different? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't spend a great deal of my time looking back. You, you look back to learn what did we do wrong. Uh, you know, you make the best decisions you can with the information you have. And, uh, and so I, I just feel like we've done things in an appropriate manner and uh, we're putting a good product out on the pitch and we're very competitive. We are, you know, we are above, above in the table, we're above where we are in our spending. So, you know, we are outperforming our spending that, you know, people can look at that all different ways. But uh, I feel like, look, we've got, we have a tremendous manager. Michael Sabal has just been outstanding from the moment he got here. And, you know, it just, it takes time. It's, we expect, we're all fans. At the end of the day, we're all fans and you want things to happen immediately and overnight. But, you know, and, and not everyone wants to hear the, the good old phrase, it's a process, but it's a process. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think, uh, from obviously the fans' point of view, we know we're in good hands and that's you know very much a, a positive. I think um, you sort of alluded to a couple of things, very much saying it's been a, one big learning process for you. But you know we're rapidly approaching the one-year anniversary of you and Graham Rossini joining the board. Uh, what would you say has kind of been the biggest surprise to you in your capacity as a director? Whether that be purely just Lincoln or mm -hmm. sort of League One or the whole of the English Football League? Well, uh, luckily, my role didn't change a whole lot in the last year. So from day one, Clive and Liam have said you're a part of every meeting, you know, and and don't just sit there speak enjoy join yourself into this meeting and uh you know but i wanted to listen more than i spoke uh those first few years now that i'm in a little longer they probably would like for me to listen more than i speak <laughs> uh, but uh you know my role hasn't changed a great deal uh they have included me from day one and i have felt like i could contribute wherever i uh, you know, 
thought I could add value. Uh, but, you know, what amazes me is the board involvement uh, in the clubs. It's very different than the United States, where in the United States you have a, you have a, an owner, usually one owner, even if there is a group, you have one person representing it all, and then you have an executive team. And that owner is really making the decisions. And that's, that's really commonplace in the United States. There would be very few examples other than that. So fast forward to here in the UK and in English football, things are just different. Uh, you, you're very more board oriented, a lot more collaboration amongst individuals. Uh, so that's, that's been eye-opening to me. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a guy who, you know, when I look at the, the business side of my life, I say you, you hire good executives and you have a good management team and you let them do their work. And so, and the board there is then t to help add value, to help sort of over provide oversight into the club. Uh, but yet at the end of the day, you know, we have, we have brilliant people working at this club led by our CEO. And, you know, you just, if, if one thing I've learned in my business career, stay out of the way of a good executive, stay out of the <laughs> way, let them do their job. And you know what? And I, that's why we're in good hands at this club. Oh, that's me, sorry. <laughs> Carry the way we'd listed and forget that I've got to participate. I'm thinking I'm listening to Radio Lincolnshire. Um, uh, yeah, so just thinking about the future and in terms of commercial opportunities, because obviously there was um, quite a bit of discussion uh, about the link up with San Diego Loyal, who right. have obviously um, since folded. Uh, has that affected the plans in terms of our additional opportunities in America, or how, how does that kind of look like going forward? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, it is a very unfortunate situation San Diego Loyal, Landon and the owner of the Loyal and that entire team just poured their just heart, blood, sweat, soul into every minute there. And it was unfortunate that it's not continuing because they really did. They really did things the right way. And uh, so it's just a, a market situation, uh, bigger, bigger league. Uh, I don't believe that impacts our ability to uh, commercialize in the United States. We continue down that path of trying to figure out the best way to do that. Uh, and I, I do believe we have some great opportunities there. Uh, we probably haven't directed as much time to that as we probably would have liked, uh, but we talk about it all the time. Graham's involvement, Graham Rossini's involvement, Landon's involvement. Uh, I think these are things that are going to lead us down that path. You know, even I follow coverage and getting our, you know, getting our our colors and and imp. Uh, we we want to we want to we want to sort of show off Lincoln City to. The United States, because there is such an intrigue in English football. It's amazing what the documentaries have done. What you know, the Sunderland, the Wrexhams. It's it's really opened people's eyes to English football. And uh, 
you know, it's funny. My son Jackson was went into a a pub next to his home in Encinitas. He took his laptop and was doing some work there. And on the laptop, he had a Champions League game on. And uh, bartender owner comes over to him and says, you know, tell me about your interest in watching a Champions League game. Because there isn't a lot. There aren't a lot of people watching. It's it's terrible uh, that there aren't more people who understand Champions League in the United States and how exciting and fun and uh, that is. They struck up a conversation and Jackson ended and and the gentleman said, "Well, where where'd your interest in football come from?" And he said, "Well, you know." Let me tell you about Lincoln City. So he starts explaining Lincoln City, this guy. He just locked into it. And he said, we want to become the pub for Lincoln City in Encinitas, where Jackson lives. And so there was just one little example of what can happen when you just introduce something to somebody. So from this trip, we're taking back a flag to hang in this pub and, and they want to sign on to iFollow next year and they want to see who, who reacts to come in and watch Lincoln City in greater San Diego. So that's, it doesn't take much. We want to do that. We want to get our apparel there. We want to get, uh, we want to get everything there is about Lincoln City there. We have to do a better job of it. I, I, you know, I, I never want to sit here and kid you. Part of the problem is, is that focus on Tuesdays and Saturdays. You know, you, we're, we're here to win. And that's been our focus. And it's been our drive to sort of invoke that win and develop mentality at the club. And therefore, it's searching for players. It's it's uh, transfer windows. It's committing resources. It's enhancing the infrastructure of the club. You know, at LNER, at the EPC. So there are a lot of there are a lot of different fronts in in which we want to further the cause of Lincoln City. Honestly, you know, one of the items on my list is. Liam and I have had a lot of discussions while I'm here this trip is a United States strategy. And it's, uh, we talked about it in the last meeting. We've got to get going on a U.S. strategy and certainly in our plans. Well, I, I think a good way to approach that would be a live Stacey West blog from the pub in San Diego. I hope you do because I th- it'd be fun. There is such a an intrigue about it uh, that I think we just have to open the door and then it will develop from there. I don't, I don't think it takes a tremendous amount of effort or expenditure to really make inroads. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do our best. We got to get Landon uh, more involved here. And now that he has, a little more time uh, with the loyal situation. 
Landon's such a good dad, and he's he's taken this amount of time post loyal to really spend a lot of time with his kids, and uh, he's a good family man, and uh, doing other activities, but mostly focused on family. But he loves Lincoln City, and he's he's very much engaged and wants to enhance that engagement. Sorry, I know it's your question. No, no, no. Landon actually popped up on. I watched the David Beckham yes. documentary, and I was really impressed by Landon there because he yes. he didn't take to David Beckham because he thought that he had got too many. He wasn't committed enough to the right. galaxy, and right. I really liked that. I respected that. I'll so. tell you, one of the reasons I love football are people like Landon. Uh, it's a very honest business. It's about performance. It's about achievement. And, you know, I watch it in all aspects of European football where players demand a lot out of their teammates. And there is an accountability in football that doesn't always exist in every other sport. And that's what I love about it. And, uh, you know, Landon's, uh, Landon's just, he's such a professional and he's got a great heart and he wants to see the game advance. Uh, he is watching every minute of every game of Lincoln City. We are communicating before, during, and after those games. Uh, I will tell you, he is ready to enhance his involvement here because uh, he's now got a moment in his life in which that opportunity presents itself time-wise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sorry, Charlie. I've been, cut, I've been cutting you off now. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. absolutely. Um, obviously, that's, that's really, real positive. Uh, and something definitely to look forward to. And obviously, you mentioned now honesty and accountability. And I think something that comes very much with that, something that we do well at Lincoln, is, uh, is sort of transparency. Uh, which kind of brings me on to some of the most recent board minutes that went out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we are projected to lose about £3 million this year. It sounds like quite a huge amount <laughs> on the face of it. What message would you send to supporters who maybe have fears about losing such high amounts of money? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's real. It's those are that's real money, and uh, is not sustainable. Uh, it is you know the effect of a few different things. I think uh, I think we all, as a league, and as a game, are still 
I know people may get tired of this excuse, but I think people still, we're still trying to uh, exit that COVID era to some extent. Uh, and where that has an effect is player trading. And therefore, clubs simply have not been spending as much as they did in the past. And therefore, when you're winning develop and you have players, you know, you want there to be a, a vital market out there in which player transactions occur, which help everybody in the game. That has been somewhat muted uh, through and after COVID. I would like to think that's going to begin to improve. Uh, we also, you know, are in the investment period, I think, for this club. As we alluded to earlier in the last window, spending spending some funds uh, to, to bring in uh, talent into this club for the long term and asset wise and not simply loans to get us through a season that that takes resources uh, and we're trying to enhance our facilities you know we want to continue to improve LNER and the EPC so those things all take funding we have been I guess, willing to let some of those losses grow to some extent, because in our mind, it's an investment. This is not just expenditures that go out in which there's no capability of return. Uh, we do think their returns will be realized from the investments we're making. However, you know, look, we need help as a league and as a game in which we need to spread these resources. It's vital that reform take hold and be implemented, completed and implemented so that there can bring more balance to this game so that all of these communities in which like Lincoln and Lincolnshire that have passionate supporters loving their club uh look it's a at the end of the day as much as it's sport it's a business as well and the dynamics of the business have been you know have been challenged over time and you know what nobody wants the losses That's no, no, nobody Sorry. here you go Thank no you. problem nobody <coughs> nobody nobody likes nor will accept the losses that that we have for the long term it takes everybody's involvement you know we need to we need to be efficient in what we do we need to make decisions that create returns from those investments it's you know supporters involvement as well we need you we need you at every match uh we need good fortune in club runs and I know I, I've said in the past, and you know, even attendance at at uh, I, I said club runs, excuse me, cup runs, uh, <coughs> cup runs to me and to all of us here at Lincoln City are very important. And uh, you know, we had mixed 
success this year. I mean, it was <laughs> it was fun going to Sheffield and winning that, and then having West Ham come here. I mean, that's what you do it for. You know, they didn't all work out quite that way, but uh, you know, I think it, even attendance at those games to me, it's it's almost become a given that across the game, the attendance at a midweek cup game isn't going to be very good. Well, let's change that. Let's let's be the club to change that. I know we have to hand out 55% of the proceeds to other people, but you know what? If it if it makes this if if it makes this venue the toughest place to come for cup games, then you're gonna survive in cups another game, another two games, another three games, and look at what that revenue does. Look, just go look at the FA Cup, you know, distributions per game from our level, fourth round or first round proper, whatever level we come in on. It's real. I mean, 45,000 pounds, 60,000 pounds. Yeah, it's real. So I hope we can enhance, you know, our home field advantage uh, for cup games, but it takes everybody at the end of the day. Uh, the losses are not sustainable. If you're a combination of investment returns, reform, everyone support us being more efficient at what we do. I think, uh, I think we're going to overcome I, I, fans uh, should not expect losses at that level to become the norm. Do you think um, that also includes the wage cap? Because obviously in that kind of the summer before you came in, right. there was there was a wage cap in place. I'm sure you're aware of that. And then right. that was kind of lifted out of the way. Do you think that's yeah. something that needs to be investigated? Or? You know, it's interesting. I, I, I'm probably not as uh, knowledgeable on the pros and cons of a wage cap, but let's let's face it, you know, we are we are outspent by many clubs and it's no rhyme or reason usually as to who is progressing uh in that regard and who isn't now last year we had plymouth provide a great example of a club that that performed way above their 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 spending level uh but yeah the game needs the game needs some reform. We, we just can't, you can't have that, such a despairing, a huge difference between the top and the bottom in the league and expect that to be a sustainable model as well for many clubs. You just can't keep up. Uh, so, no, I, I, I think all those things have to be, have to be looked at. All those decisions need to be made to where you know, there is a little bit more balance in, in the way the game is managed. Now, speaking of big decisions, <clears throat> in October, probably there was a there was a huge decision to make around the football club. Um, kicked off a month-long process, changing head coach, etc. Yeah. What did your involvement look like in that? And what differences did you find between that and a typical management recruitment process in kind of your everyday business? Yeah, it was a fun process. Uh, I was my first time I, I was I came 
into that wide-eyed and I was just following the lead of uh, of, of Clive and Liam and and Jez and the work the work that Jez and Liam did in that process was so impressive to, to go and look at their diligence in search of all the available candidates or that around the world literally uh it was an impressive they made our job very easy they they did the diligence they did the work they did and that's you know that's a process that doesn't just start and stop you know with with an opening good clubs always you know are are very aware of coaching managerial talent that is out there but in our interview process uh you know, those of us on that committee engaged many times with many people. We had a number of interviews with various candidates and I, I love interviews. I mean, they're just, you know, man, hiring interviews to me are, are fabulous. And uh, you really learn a lot about the game. You learn a lot about the candidate, but you also learn a lot about yourself and their view of your club. So if outside of hiring Michael Scabala, what you learn about yourself in that process is, is very valuable. And candidates are very candid about it. And they tell us our weaknesses and our strengths. And uh, so I found that uh, a great learning process. But when when we got to Michael, uh, you know, our first interview, I, I, you know, it was probably, I don't know, two hours long, maybe three hours long. And at the end of it, I just thought, wow, where's this guy been? I, mean, I, I this guy is impressive. He is. And so, you know, we, as we got to know him, more and more it just to me became better and better and he was clearly uh separating himself in his approach his thoughts about development of players that was his history uh which we've said if we are to be the sustainable club that we want to be we have to develop players and development has to come from it can come from the organization, but if your manager hasn't bought into development, it's kind of hard to develop, you know? And, and so Michael made it clear how he views that. And he made it clear as to, you know, my initial impressions of Michael also is, you know, he's impressed with the talent that we have at our club. Sometimes managers are, always telling you about there's a better player someplace else. I mean, it's an endless routine of there's always a better player. Something. No, I think he looks at us and says, we've got, we've got a lot of talent here, a lot of assets. And so I love the process. It was streamlined. It was efficient. Uh, you know, you're under, you're under sort of a little bit of a time crunch. You're in the middle of a season. You don't want it to go too far. Uh, 
it just, when Michael came along, it, it just worked. And, and I just, I just have to take a moment uh, to give credit to Tom. Tom was just fantastic and continues to be fantastic for this club. We have an, we have a gym in Tom and, you know, he has an incredible future in this club and the way he managed things in that interim period was spectacular. And for him to step right back in to his role and just continue to, I was at training yesterday and, and just to watch Tom do his thing out on the pitch and in front of the group speaking, uh, he is, he is a talent. He is a professional and to watch him and Michael work together is fabulous. I noticed in the game the other day, you know, I can't remember who, who was maybe potty went down or somebody went down and just to, you know, I just glanced at, at the sideline immediately and there they were. I mean, there was Michael, there was Tom. I mean, the, just immediately collaborating on that next move. And, and uh, so you can tell it's a, it's working well. And uh, I had a, I had a blast in the process. And uh, so, yeah, you'd like not to do that very often, uh, but when it does come along, I think it was, it was handled very well by, by the club. And I'm, I'm proud of whoa, of the end result. I think we, we clearly have a winner here. What would you say it was, if you, know, you can boil it down to just one thing or two or three things or whatever, about Michael Skibala that you were appealed by sort of personally? What, what was it that really stood out for you? Yeah, I think uh, one, as I stated, that his focus on development and watching what he did at Leeds uh, was important, but yet then stepped up even, even I, I know people say, well, it was three games or, or whatever when he, when he uh, stepped into the manager's role, but you know what? He did it with, with, you know, all the, just all the confidence in the world and he performed well while doing it. And it's a tough situation, tough premier league club. And, you know, uh, you know, it was, it was quite a, quite an accomplishment for him, but the way he probably most importantly, the way he sort of portrayed himself, his knowledge of our club, when we were in the interview process, the knowledge of our players that he had already had by the time he got into an interview, he was already, he was already, uh, you know, moving the chess pieces in his mind about this club. And I just felt like he was very grounded. He was very honest. Uh, he was not telling us what we wanted to hear. You know, and again, part of the interview process is you learn about yourself. And, you know, I think we all kind of walked away saying, you know, he's he's already adding value and we haven't even hired him yet. So let's hire him and <laughs> let, him, let him be ours. And uh, so and he's he's just hit the ground running. I love a manager who just 
is always thinking about his club and his squad. And I, I had a feeling Michael would be that way just by the way he presented himself in the interview process. By all accounts, and I was out there yesterday, so uh, he is always on. And I love managers and coaches who are always on. And you know what? Tough to say, you know, when you when you make a decision to be in sport and a coach at one of the highest levels of the game, you're you're unfortunately having to make sacrifices, and uh, it's not a normal life. And and you know, families are an integral part of all of our lives, but we all have different professional commitments. And, and when you sign up to be a coach, unfortunately, sometimes you're signing away the opportunities to spend as much time with your family as, as others do. But, you know, you can tell his family understands this and, and how important this is to him and to the club. He is totally committed, uh, totally committed to Lincoln City. Wonderful, thank you. We'll make this the last one from the list. Yeah. And then I've got a sneaky one to squeeze in from Sean Simon. So I haven't put on there. Of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last one from our official list. You previously outlined that there's an ambition for um, you also around the club to move us up to the championship. Um, and what we do in, in terms of ensuring that we're constantly progressing towards that objective in terms of maybe specific markers or targets to hit along the way? Yeah, well, I think that you know, it begins with uh, having the right infrastructure in terms of a football department. And I think we have that. We have a tremendous director of football and jazz. His team is, you know, we take a, we take an approach. We try and take a premier league approach to what we do. Uh, and uh, we want to be tremendous at recruitment and we want to continue to bring players in again i think part of those market one of those markers is you know relying upon our own players we want to have we want to develop our own players we understand the loans are an important part of what every team has to do and they serve their purpose here but we don't want to have to rely upon that you know, each window relying upon another club to provide us a player that will be the difference. You know, we want our own players. We want, we want Ben House to be the difference. We, you know, so we, we want, yeah, <laughs> we want uh, Ethan and Ethan to be the difference, you know? And, uh, and so that is the progression that I think we're in. Uh, we have to, you know, we have to keep building on the commercial side of the club to reach that sustainability, the losses you were referring to earlier, Charlie, that we just have to get those under control. But again, we're in this investment process. We're in an interesting time for the game. We think the game itself will be improved. You go through all the political gyrations that the game is going through. But at the end, like most political gyrations, there's an end, there's an end point in which you find compromise 
and find a solution and the game will be better for it. And that's the world that we are trying to prepare Lincoln City for. And, you know, I just think that we just have to keep fighting. We have to get, we're, we're never going to be number one in spending in league one. So, you know, to me, I say it all the time here. I, they probably get tired of me saying it, but I think cost per point is the challenge of what we do. I think, yes, there are examples of going out and buying your way to promotion. Clearly it, it happens. We can't stop it. You know, God bless Ipswich. They, they get through this league and look where they are this year, you know, performing at the championship level. We don't have all those capabilities financially. So what do we do? We have to outwork and outsmart people. And I think we have the team to do that. And I truly believe that we have to just put ourselves in the position of promotion. You know, promotion, I mean, look, that one, that last game we had our first year, you know, couple couple things happen and we're promoted you know so it it the at the end of the day you can do all the work all the diligence pro, pro, you know build the squad build the infrastructure provide enough financing and resources to get there but at the end there's a little bit of luck involved as well and so all we can do is put ourselves in that position here we are ninth right now we've not had the squad on the pitch that you know that we started the season with but yet look what's happening look look at what is happening with our younger players who are out there getting valuable time to have jovan out there getting valuable time to have dylan duffy getting valuable time look we're average age 23, 23 plus, we have to be in the bottom three or four or five in age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, I'll go back to it's a process. Uh, you know, these players are developing and you get one thing this season has done. It has provided that next man up mentality. Somebody goes down, somebody's got to step in. This isn't about Lincoln City having 11, 13, 14 players on the squad. This is about having a squad of 20 plus players who are all ready, willing and able to step in at any moment. And that that's the upside of going through the injury issues. There aren't many upsides to injury issues. That's the upside of it. And a little bit of growing pains there. You know, there are going to be moments where, look, we're not we're not getting blown out of games ever, ever. We are we are in these games to the look. Look at the other day. I mean, Boxing Day was a tough loss. But look what we did. Look, you know, look what we uh, look what we had going and, and just about pulled it off. You know, at least come out of there with a point. Uh, so. 
I feel like we have great opportunities ahead and uh, we've got the right we've got the right players to do it. Smashing, thank you. Now this is a, a, a kind of a, an offbeat final question. Okay. And it's from Sean Simons. Normally when we do an interview, all he asks is what's the favourite flavour of crisps? Uh, but what I want to know from you is if you were to have a fictional dinner party and you could invite three people from throughout history, famous or otherwise, who would you invite and why? Wow. And Liam's sitting, the listeners, Liam's been sat here patiently <laughs> the whole time and he's hoping for an invite to this, to this dinner party. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, my favorite president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, and probably one thing that drove us to Lincoln City was uh, was the name. So I'll start with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, wow, this is so tough. I wish you just said one, not three. You can do two. I can do Lincoln two. two. Oh while you're thinking, I, I can, I can tell, you, I'll tell you mine while you're thinking. Yeah. I would have Eric Cantona. I would have, you might not have heard of him, Darren Brown, who's, you know, Darren Brown, the illusionist, the hypnotist. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm so bad at these things. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Um, This is horrible. I'm not even thinking straight. You can just have a one-on-one -on -one with Abraham Lincoln then. I would love that. <laughs> I would love it. And, and I'd be probably as speechless as I am right now. But uh, no, it's, uh, I love being around brilliant people. I mean, it's just, uh, it's not hard for me to be around people who are smarter than I am, because most people are. And so when I'm around people who, you know, it's just, you know, you just want to be challenged with high level thinking. And uh, so, so to, to answer the question, I'm just going to go with Clive because I am <laughs> sitting there in South Africa, listening to this podcast, waiting for something interesting to be said. So, Clive, that was for you. That's sick. If he normally listens to the podcast, waiting for something interesting, it could, could be a long wait. This is probably one of the most fascinating. Uh, look, thank you very much for your time, Harvey. And Liam and Luke are here as well for setting it up. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, he's hoping for three points tonight and all the best for the future. Let's hope so. Really appreciate you guys having me great to be with you anytime thank you very much it's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow you've got your McNugget share boxes on the go your mates already got booked for double dipping but then you steal the last nugget snatching all three points Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.